G'day friends, welcome back. Well, here we are. The review for the season of 2022 for St Kilda. Um, obviously not an enormously pleasing year overall. Um, I would like to have been doing the review later on in the year, obviously, uh, for obvious reasons, but uh, not to be the case. But there are lots of positives as well. Um, I'm going to go through lots of things. I'm going to give my overall sort of review of the year. I'm going to do key stats, as in like, you know, who kicked a lot of goals, who like, you know, had a lot of tackles, a lot of clearances, that sort of thing. Um, I'm going to, what else have I got here? I'm going to go through my highlights of the season, including a bunch of standout performances from our players. I'm going to go through some of my lowlights for the year. I'm going to go through my own uh, best and fairest. If you've listened to this uh, annual episode before, you know that I do my own best and fairest count for the Saints uh, throughout the year. I've got a very different way of counting to what the club uses, um, so it won't match up, but I just I like to sort of give my uh, opinions and my uh, sort of... Not, well, it ends up being a ranking, but sort of just how I feel different players have gone in different games throughout the year. Um, I'm going to talk about the upcoming trade period, what we need to look for, what we need to look for in terms of drafting, who uh, we've already had four retirements and a delistment, uh, so who else might be departing the club, um, a whole bunch of stuff. We're going to have the last quiz of the year with Cat coming back. Uh, with 10 chocolates up for grabs. Got 10 questions, one chocolate each, lots of calories on the line. So it's really exciting. Um, I've had, a, oh, excuse me, that was a bit gross. <laughs> I've had a lot of um, fun putting this quiz together. It is a it's St Kilda-based quiz. Um, so I think she's going to do really well. It's all very exciting. This is one of, if not the biggest episode of the year. So let's get into it. <laughs> Okay, so the year overall, the year overall, um, it's it's quite remarkable how split into two halves it was. So the first eleven games we went eight and three. The remaining eleven, we went three and eight, and we finished in tenth position with a percentage of ninety nine point three. Um, so the first half of the year was fucking excellent, right? We went into our bye fourth on the ladder which is, is unbelievable, right? We had wins against Fremantle, Richmond, Geelong, who were all playing finals, big wins against Hawthorne and North Melbourne. Um, it, it, it was, everything was going brilliantly. Max was kicking heaps of goals. Our back line was very, very strong. Everything was going great in the midfield. We had Seb Ross, 
you know, returned to his career best form. Crouch returned to career best form. Sinclair was consistent throughout the year, but he got off to a fantastic start. Um, we, we got we blooded a bunch of young players. Owens, Nasaya, Windhager all got into the team um, and cemented themselves at different stages in the year, but they all got their start in the first half of the year. Um, Jack Hayes as well, obviously got injured uh, early on in the year, but he, you know, he got to sort of, you know, he played well enough that he got himself a two-year contract extension, um, which is pretty good. So there was all sorts of fantastic things happening. Um, the, 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 the highlight of which I thought was our back line, I think, don't mind that. Um, I think that that was our strength, right? Defensively, we were one of the best teams in the comp. And that was sort of what fell away I mean, there's a few things that I thought fell away in the second half of the year, but our back line just didn't have... It just sort of stopped working. I really don't know what happened. Um, but another big issue we had in the second half of the year where we only picked up wins against Carlton, Hawthorne again, and West Coast. Um, there was losses in there to Essendon, two to Brisbane, two to Sydney, um, a big one to Geelong in Geelong. Um, it was really, really disappointing second half of the year but yeah I, I don't know whether it was to do with the coaching or the players couldn't get it but our ball movement turned into the most boring uninspired uncreative depressing shit I've ever seen in my life just I don't, or whether it was teams figured us out but so many times like we ended up being the number one marking team in the competition we took more marks than every other team. So either that happens because you're really good at controlling the ball and you're a really good team, or it happens because you're not a very good team and you are afraid to move the ball forward with any sort of, you know, verve, if you will. So that's like, you know, that, that, that number has come from us just chipping it around in the back half. Too afraid, too timid to move the ball on. Right, So that was an enormous problem in the second half of the year. Another one was our delivery inside 50, which has been a problem for us for phew, half a decade, at least, probably more. Right, um, our, Again, there's no unpredictability. There's no creativity. There's no nothing. All of a sudden, we get back from the bye and every single inside 50 is, let's put it on Max's forehead, right? And then when he has a really, really rough second half of the year because he's being crushed by two or three or four defenders every single entry of ours inside 50, you go, oh, gee, Max got a bit shit. No, he had no time to rest and he was just surrounded at every opportunity, right? It, uh, it, I don't know. Oh, dear me. Um, I don't know... If Rats is the guy to take us to a premiership, I don't know. Maybe he is just destined to be, at best, a middle-of-the-table coach. I don't know. Because what worries me, and what worried me throughout the year, is just no... And again, this is the third time I've used this word already. No creativity. Right? There's no... Not, not even just at selection, but within a game. Right? So, like, I don't have any examples off the top of my head, but say things are going really, really poorly in a game, 
right? Other coaches will go, like say a different coach had our list, right? Other coaches will go, gee whiz, man, like we're not kicking goals. Like Max is struggling. We're sort of, you know, we've got all these things going on. Let's change it up. Who have we got who I could shuffle around? Oh, we've got Dougal Howard played a lot of football up forward at Port Adelaide. And we're getting scored against so heavily anyway. Maybe I just sacrifice a, you know, a tall guy down back and I'll throw him up forward. I can put him next to Max to help. Maybe I can chuck Membry or, you know, or whoever else is down there. Maybe I can chuck Membry down in the in the back line to sort of give a bit of balance and, and just see what happens. Or, you know, maybe maybe it's like, oh, gee, we're really getting bullied in the middle. You know, we don't have any sort of X factor. We're a bit lost. Oh, maybe let's throw Ben Long in there, who is just all X factor. You know, it's just, oh, he's, he is a good coach. He's definitely a good coach. But I'd maybe, maybe it's the assistants. Like we got Lenny Hayes coming in next year, which is really exciting. That's a, that's an enormous addition. He's obviously a Saints guy. He's going to bring that passion. Maybe he will be a big help. But maybe maybe it is the assistants around Ratten who need to get in his ear and say, "Look, I've got this idea. Let's give this a crack. What do you think?" You know, and and like when we're and one good thing about this year, I'll say is we were never, only on a couple of occasions, were we really blown away. Only on, the, on a couple of occasions were we really not in a game, right? So I think it, it would have been hard for Rats to make a drastic change in game when we were always like three or four goals, you know, away. You know what I mean? Um, that is one good thing I'll say about this year. They're, they're actually, we had a really tough draw. Right, so we had Geelong twice, we had Brisbane twice, we had Sydney twice, uh, and we had Fremantle twice. We also had Hawthorne twice. So four of the five teams that we had twice finished in the top six. That is a rough draw, right? Um, and, and we ended up with what? Well, two against Hawthorne, and then one against Fremantle, and one against um, Geelong. So we ended up with four of the ten available wins there. Um, which is not great. Um, but yeah, one good thing I'll say about this year is when you take that into consideration, we actually haven't done that bad. Like when you look at games that we should have won, the only one that stands out as being really upsetting was Essendon. So Essendon got us by six goals and they had a fucking horrendous year. Look at where they're at now, right? Their entire football department has crumbled, right? Um, so that was really, really disappointing. And I'm going to talk about that game a little bit later. Um, so that was hard. And, and the Port Adelaide loss by one point as well. It was horrible conditions. We didn't play them at all. We, we need to stop selling games to places like that. Sell them to bloody Alice Springs where it's a nice dry, hard deck that's going to actually sort of suit the way that we play. Um but yeah, like when you look at the draw we had, to end up with 11 wins and 11 losses, it's not terrible. It's terrible when you compare it to where we were halfway through the year, but it isn't terrible. So I think if I was to look at our year overall and give it a grade, I'd probably give it, probably give it a C plus. I think it gets the plus because of what we were able to do in the first half of the year. That shouldn't be forgotten. 
All right, let's talk about some players that had really good years. So the top three goal kickers at the club, obviously Max with 52. He ended up with, he ended up sixth overall, which is a really, really great effort in his third season. Like that's he had, he had a couple of really, really rough games. I think it was one goal, seven against the Giants and obviously the five behinds against Brisbane late in the year. So he had a couple of rough games. He was under a lot of pressure. He needs some serious help with his mind when he's playing, when he's having shots at goal. He needs some sort of psych coach to sort of help him with his confidence because he, he his, his talent is there. That's not the problem, right? And he knows how to kick goals. That's not the problem either. It's the fact that when he is feeling the heat, he forgets all of it and he turns into a shell of himself. That's what he needs help with. Um, second for the club was Membry with 34, had a great year. And Higgins with 30, which I think he only played 16 or 17 games, Higgins. So I think 30 is pretty impressive. Um, I've, I've chosen another stat here, which is clearances, because I want to highlight Brad Crouch's year. So he had 123 clearances, which is not, you know, it's not really, really high in the comp, but it's a really good effort. Um, Steele had 93. He was in second, which is pretty good because he missed four games. And Ross was in third with 83. Ross had a really good year as well. And then I've got tackles here as well. So Crouch had 149, which was fourth in the comp. Um, and then Steele had 129. Again, he missed four games. So that's pretty impressive. And then Butler with 77. A lot of people give Butler a lot of shit, but I think he is an important pressure player. As you can see there, third at the club for tackles. Now the team overall, a couple of things I looked up. None of this is very... Uh, impressive, but I want to include it anyway. So we ended up sixth overall in the comp for disposals, uh, eighth overall for disposal efficiency, which is not like I think that's not bad actually to be eighth. Um, and then, as I mentioned before, first for marks, which if you're a good team is a great place to be. If you're a middle or bottom team, it means you got some problems. Um, now, let's talk my highlights of the year, my highlight of the year. Um, it was the win over Geelong in round nine. So 10 point win over Geelong. First time we'd beaten them in six years. Um, they were going pretty, they weren't going as well as they are now, but they were going well. We were going well. It felt at the time like it meant something. Like this was big in terms of, you know, what our season was going to become. Like, we've just beaten this team that we haven't beaten in a while, this team that has been very good for a very long time. You know, and, and it felt like Geelong were the... T like, you know, if you could beat Geelong, because, like, this is only round nine. We didn't know... And, by the way, that was the last game that Geelong lost. Geelong have not lost since St Kilda in round nine. So, things are a bit different now. But we didn't know exactly where they were at. We knew that Geelong were good, but we didn't know if they were going to be, like, top, top. But, like, you, you had to think that they were going to be around the top four somewhere. Maybe you were going to have to beat them to get into the top four. So, to get that win, it was a really, really exciting time in the season. And Paddy Ryder was probably our best player. He kicked three goals and just had an unbelievable, like, blast from the past sort of game. I'm really upset that he retired. He was probably pushed into retirement, honestly, because he still has... So much talent. I will talk about him 
a bit later, but he's, he's the best tack ruckman I've ever seen at St Kilda. Um, and we also kicked seven goals in the third quarter. This is this is you know the point in the season where we'd be like behind at half time, and then we'd have a seven, eight, nine goal third quarter, or we'd kick ten unanswered goals in the second half, like we did against Richmond, and we just win. We did it against Fremantle, against Richmond, against Geelong. We did it a bunch of times in the first half of the year. Where we were just sort of hanging on, looking, oh, gee, we're going to get blown away, and then we'd blow them away. And it was really exciting. Uh, now, best individual performances in games. I've got a, actually a lot here going through the year. There was a lot that I found that really jumped off the, the screen at me. So, remembering all the way back to round one against Collingwood, Jack Hayes, in his first game, he was unbelievable. I reckon he's going to get a Brownlow vote. I just ha- I have a feeling he's going to end up with a Brownlow. He's going to get the one vote in round one. We'll see. But yeah, three goals and 10 marks. He was unbelievable. If we had won that game, it would have been because of him. Um, then on to round three. Uh, this was the Richmond win. Uh, Max had four goals. He also had four goals against Fremantle as well. Uh, but that was really good. In round four also, uh, we had... Hill, this is against Hawthorne, I should say. Um, wait, sorry. So King in round two and three had four goals. And then on to round four, this was against Hawthorne. Um, King had four goals again, but Brad Hill had four goals. This is when Rats threw him forward and everyone went, wow, this is pretty good. So Hill had four goals, 23 touches and 450 metres gained. He had a really, really good, that's his best game for the year. Probably his best game for St Kilda. Um, he was really, really impressive. Um, on to round six, Josh Battle. Oh, in round five, there's a couple that I missed that I then later noticed. In round five against uh, the Gold Coast Suns, Jack Higgins kicked five goals, which I had forgotten. Um, so that was a really good game by him. But yes, round six, and I think this is probably my favorite performance of the year by a St Kilda player. So in round six... We were, it was in Sydney, and we are playing the Giants, right? Uh, we didn't have Ryder for this game. He was, I think that was when he took personal leave. So this year or last year? He's either on personal leave or he was injured. I can't remember. Um, but we had Hayes and Marshall as the two rucks. Marshall, I can't remember what his injury was, but he went off at some point in the game, and this was the game where Hayes did his ACL. Um, so for most of the second half... Josh Battle was our ruckman. Marshall sort of hung on and was able to come on just to give Battle a quick spell, but he couldn't really... His movement was very, very limited. Um, but Josh Battle came on and took on Bruce. He he only got the one hit out for the game, <laughs> but he totally changed the look of our team in this game. Like, we weren't going that great, and then he goes into the middle... And it becomes a ruckman and an extra midfielder. It seemed like all the mids around him just got an extra pep in their step. It was an amazing effect on the entire team that was had by him going into the middle. It was just awesome. It's as soon as I went to that game, I remembered what he did. Um, Higgins also kicked four goals in that game against the Giants. Um, then I jump ahead to round ten against the Adelaides, where Max kicked six goals. It was his best return for the year. Um, round 14, Gresham had three goals and 28 touches. Uh, that was against Essendon. That was in the game. That was in that bad loss, but he was fantastic. Uh, round 16, 
Sinclair had 37 touches and went at 89%. Round 18, Sinclair had 36 and kicked a goal. So a couple of really good weeks there for him. Um, Wilkie also in round 18 took 16 marks, had 27 touches and went at 89%. That was against the Bulldogs. That was probably, excuse me, that was probably his best game for the year. In round 19 against the Eagles, uh, Steele had 40 touches. And then we had Marcus Windhager who tagged Josh Kelly, Josh Kelly, Tim Kelly, excuse me, um, down to just three touches for the entire game and had 23 touches himself. That was sort of his breakout game. Uh, Mason Wood in round 22 against the Lions kicked four goals straight. Had a really, really good end to the year. Windhager again. This is in round 22. He tagged Lockie Neal this time, and he got a Rising Star nomination, our only Rising Star nomination for the year, but he was our best uh, young player. That is 100% for sure. And then in the last game of the year, Ben Long, 27 touches, 96%, 17 marks. Best game of his career. So those are just um, the standout games. We had a lot of play. Like Sinclair obviously had a fantastic year. Wilkie, Crouch, Ross, um, Steele had a really another really good year despite missing a bunch of football. I thought Marshall got better as the year went on. Um, I thought Wood and Long got better as the year went on. I thought McKenzie was fantastic before he got hurt halfway through the year. So there, there was a lot of positives that I think if we can just make a couple of minor tweaks, maybe in the coaching department, slightly just in the way we play, just just change a couple. We don't have to make drastic changes. Just a couple of things here and there might just be all we need because we've got the bones. Like We've got great players playing great football. We started the year really well. We've got a lot of potential going into next year. Um, yeah, the, the low light of my year was definitely the Essendon game. So Kat and I went along to that game, and that was pretty brutal. Definitely expected to win that one, and it, it basically ended our season. Like, mathematically, we were still a chance of playing finals up until the last week of the year. But Saints fans knew when we lost that game that we that it wasn't going to happen. It wasn't going to happen. So we had just lost to Brisbane. Uh, that was the game where we had, like, three players who got hurt and everything just fell apart. And then we come back, like, right, we're back in Melbourne. Essendon are going horribly. We've got to get this win here, right? Because we knew what the rest of the draw was like for us for the rest of the season. It was rough. We had Sydney the week after before having them again at the end of the year. We were going to have Brisbane again, Geelong again. We had Carlton and the Bulldogs to deal with. So we had a rough draw and we knew we just had to get this win. Got to bank them where you can and we couldn't do it. So that was a really, really, really hard pill to swallow. Um, uh, yeah, another, like the last three weeks of the year were pretty rough. Like we, we played pretty well against Brisbane and Sydney, but getting belted by Geelong in Geelong by 45 points wasn't great. Um, that sort of really damaged our, like any slim hopes we had of playing finals were hurt even more by our percentage just continuing to tumble. So that wasn't great. Um, and then, yeah, other lowlights were um, Max's struggles in front of goal. I feel really, really bad for him because he's under so much pressure and he tries really hard. And he, he knows, like, you know, he, he would feel all of it, all, all the pressure, all the talk, all of it. Um, so I felt really bad for him in those games where he struggled. And we had so many injuries 
I felt I was really, really bummed that McKenzie didn't play in the second half of the year. Um, it's a shame that Ryder played so little football. Shame, obviously, that Hanbury played so little football. Geary didn't get a, a game in his final season. He's retired now as well. Not many games from Billings or Clark. Obviously, Caulfield did his ACL in the preseason. So that's another problem that we've had in recent years is injuries. Like, health is your best player. If you've got a healthy list, you're halfway to being a great team. So that's another thing we can, we can hope to avoid next year. All right. I think it is time for the quiz. So I'm going to go bring Kat in and we're going to have a bit of fun. All right, welcome. Last yeah. last quiz of the year. Woo. How are you feeling? Tired. You co- okay. <laughs> I'm not confident. You confident in your knowledge of St Kilda? No, not at all. Especially because you're going to be asking me about like games and goals and how to probably spell someone's fucked up last name. No, I'm not going to ask you about spelling. You did no. last time. Yeah, but not anymore. Okay, we've got 10 questions because we've got 10 chockies. Got the dogs in here. Yeah. Uh, ten chockies on the line. We have a Kinder Surprise. Oh, God. We have a Cara Milk. We have a Kit Kat Chunky. Not a good Kit Kat. We have... When the hell did we have a box of Smarties? Box of Smarties. I think I, I, got, I got these in the Kinder Surprise around the same time when I was trying to sort of make it a bit funny by getting funny chocolates. A Smarties is a funny chocolate? Well, they're a bit different, aren't they? Okay. Smarties. Just M&M's. We have a Dream. Ooh. A bit of white chocolate. We have a Snickers. That's only from last week. Yeah. We have a Twix. Up our sleeve. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. We have a Boost. 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 Oh, we have a Flake. The worst eating chocolate around. I love a good flake, but the, yeah, it's the, the, And we have a Lindor. Ooh. Delicate, irresistibly smooth. So Easy. how so how I think we'll do it, we'll obviously go through one question at a time, but I think before if I we... get the question right, then you put it in a pile of chocolate. Well, what, I'm, what I'm going to say, uh, yeah, that's right. Okay. As we go to each question, you're going to pick which chocolate is going to be on the line for that question. No, I think just do it randomly. Just do it random? Yeah, okay, random. okay. Are you ready? Because otherwise, if I definitely know the answer for a question, I'll no, just no, but it's, it's no, it'll be before you read. No. Before no, I read, no, you just pick. Okay, okay. Easy, All right. Well, let's do first up. Let's do the Twix. Okay. Twix is first. If you can hear licking in the background, Obi's stress licking my hand. Yeah. So because so May's asleep on my lap, and May's, he's upset. May's having a cuddle, and he's not. He's a bit upset. All right. Question one. Question one. <laughs> Who wears number one at St Kilda? Yeah, that's how I feel. <laughs> I just got a death stare. I, 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 I barely mm. can see the numbers when we go to that's the That's how you sort of learnt who everybody was. You learnt their numbers. No, I didn't. Okay, I'll give you a clue. He did not play a single game this year. He has been. He did his ACL in the preseason. Well, that's not helpful because I'm trying to remember who the fuck did their ACL in the preseason. I don't even pay attention preseason. That's the boring part. Um, didn't play a game all year. Yep. I'll give you a couple of guesses. Billings. Not Billings. Oh. But you're on the right, he didn't play many games this year on the no, right track. I was trying to think of someone. What are you doing under there, Dob? Licking the floor. What are you doing? Me? Would he be in our best 22 if he wasn't? He injured? probably was going to be. Yeah. He was going to be. 
yeah, at the start of the year. It, it was looking like uh, he was going to slot into the back line somewhere. Um, who knows if he will next year or not. Uh, but yeah, it was looking like he was going to be playing in our best side. And you said never played a game this year. He didn't play a single game this well, it's year. Not Hayes then. No, yeah, he did it in would have been February. I think he did it. <laughs> what are you doing, Mister? Hello. Can I have a more advanced hint? <laughs> His initials are N C. N. Number one. NC? Yeah. Sure, it's not a Jack. Is his nickname Jack? <laughs> it's not a Jack. No, you can't hold oh, up Hello, hello. I'll give you a pat while mum thinks. Um, Caulfield. <gasps> Very good. Well done. I thought he had played a game this year. No. Oh, that's why he didn't come to mind at the start. I thought he'd played like round one and two. Well done. Yeah. Twix is yours. Well, half of that can be yours Very considering good. I don't do <laughs> All right. Question two. Yeah. There are five teams Mm -hmm. that we played twice this year. Can you tell me who they were? Brisbane. Yep. Geelong. Yep. Sydney. Yep. Hawthorne. Yep. Well done. One more. Oh, very good. Oh, I didn't say which chocolate. You, you pick. Which one do you want? Dream. Dream. Yeah, you like white chocolate. There we go. I do. Well done. I was equally as shocked that I got good that. Good job. Do you see the sort of theme I'm going with here? No. Question one, who wears number one? Question two, which team did we play twice? You know, oh, okay. I've yeah. had a bit of fun with this. I can tell. Question... Do I get to have fun or is that... This is... We're all having fun. <laughs> We're all having fun. Are we? Obi looks stressed. Question three, is it true or false? Question three. We had three players who played, only three players, who played every single game for the year. True or false? What is, is that a helicopter going it over? It's like a plane. plane. I don't know. Did we only have three players who played all 22 games? I'm going to say true. It's false. Ah. It's false. So we had four Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> My guess was going to be like Sinclair, not Steele because he did his shoulder yeah. at some point. Sinclair, and I forget who else I thought of, and Wilkie. They were my guess. Yeah, Sinclair, Wilkie, King, and Membry all played every game. I didn't know King played every game. They're the only ones. That's not very, like, a lot of teams would, ha- would have more than that. We had a lot of injuries. Yeah, we did have a lot of injuries. Throughout the year. So that one was, oh, I didn't pick it. Which one don't you want? You're really not good at this. Sorry, I keep you forgetting. You just pick one. I keep forgetting. Oh, which one do I want? Have the Smarties. Yeah, Smarties are fun. Smarties are fun. Okay. I don't want them. All right. Well, for question for question four, let's do let's do the Kinder Surprise. Okay. Kinder Surprise. I feel like it's a bit of a nothing chocolate, isn't it? Question. What's that? Toy. Toy's a bit fun. True. Okay. I don't really want the toy though. Question four. I think you'll get this. You won't have any problems with this. We had four debutants this year. Name them. Windhager. Mm Hmm. Owens. Mm Hmm. Wenganin Millera, Millera, however the fuck you say it. Hayes. Very good. Well done. Kinder surprise for you. Yay. Good job. Might just take these to work and give them to people. (laughs) So yeah, Hayes, Owens and Nasiah all played round one. 
Nasai was a medical sub and he didn't take the field. But That yeah. was sad. Um, he played for Real in round two along with Windhager. So they had all debuted by round two and Windhager definitely had the best year of the lot. He definitely did. Um, I think Hayes could have if he hadn't gotten injured. Oh, definitely, definitely. Yeah. I, he'll be in our starting, with Ryder retiring, he will yeah, be in our no, team. Yeah, for sure maybe not round one because he may not have recovered by then but early next year yeah but quick um yeah okay so we dropped campbell didn't we did we get rid of campbell uh we haven't we oh. might uh, we, i thought we had no we haven't only okay. joyce has been delisted um okay yeah I don't, I, he played pretty well in the last he game of the year that. so they might i don't know they might keep him they might keep him just as a backup we need depth yeah, yeah. Because it'll be because it's him and Heath, and Heath is still sort of coming yet. along a little bit. Yeah. Question five: Who kicked five goals in round five? This is the game against Gold Coast that we took Terry to. Who kicked five goals in that game for St Kilda? Higgins. It was Higgins. Oh, I forgot to pick another chunky. A two side. Which one do you want? Uh, Kit Kat. Kit Kat. Chunky. Chunky boy. Chunky boy, like that one down there. Very good. Question six. Let's play for the Snickers. Okay. Well, I could take it or leave it, so I'll answer correct- incorrectly. Question. Well, I think you're going to know this one. This one's a bit of a funny one. Question six. Seb Ross was number six for St Kilda. I'm glad you told me because I wouldn't answer that. What term did I use to describe Ross's improvement this year? It was his Rossessance. Rossessance. <laughs> he is having a Rossessance. This year, very good. You're you're chock a block over there, literally. Ah, I get you. <laughs> oh, big stretch. All right. Question seven. We she's played. Lying on her foot. Her yeah, she's yeah, she's like a bloody pretzel over there, and he's just lying on the floor Potato like a fucking on the ground. shit. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Aggressive. Um, in round seven, we played Port Adelaide. We lost by one point. Where did we play them? I don't need the name of the ground. Just give Cairns. me, just give me the town. It was Cairns. Very good. Forgot to pick another chocolate. Oh, for the love <laughs> of God, give me the caramel. Give me the caramel. All right. Have I made these too easy? Gee whiz. I honestly am surprised by the level of knowledge. I've only I've got fucking right Smarties now. over here. All right. Yeah, well, suck a dick. <laughs> All right. You and your Smarties. All right. Question eight. Mm. Ben Long kicked eight goals for the year. Is he taller than me? What? How do those things relate? Well, I had to make, I had to find some way of getting the number eight into question eight, and I couldn't. I wasn't going to go to round eight because I'd just done a round seven question, and I wasn't going to do a question about Brad Hill because I couldn't think of anything good. So I, I saw that Ben Longley kicked eight goals for the year. So is he taller than me? If he is only a little bit, like he's roughly the same height. Is he or is he not? Yes or no? Yes. He is not. Oh. He is not. He is one centimetre shorter than me. <laughs> you can have the boost for that. I love the boost. All right. I love it. Love a good boost. Do you? Okay. Let's do... We'll leave the Lindor for last. Flaky. Flake. Flake on the line. Question nine. What's up? What's he doing? Being yeah. sad boy. Hello, there. mister. Hello. Mm-hmm. Question nine. You're going to get this as well because you've mentioned it already. Jack Steele missed five weeks in the middle of the year with an injury. Shoulder. What was the injury? It was his shoulder. I don't know what he did to it. Like, a- AC a- a- joint. That's just, yeah, yeah no one. Um, the bye was in this. So he only ended up missing four games, which is pretty good for a shoulder injury. 
So yes, well done. So the flake is yours and you're fucking doing great. Hello, mister. Hello. You can't have a chockey because you'll die. Okay. You'll die. Done. You'll die if you have a chockey. Who's your favourite St Kilda player? Oh. He would... Oh, he just farted. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. You stingy. God. It's only when he... As soon as he comes inside, he just farts everywhere. When I was outside with him for a while and he's fine. He's not... He's going to the toilet normally... I don't know what he's going on. Why are we on. discussing this on the podcast? Because people want to know what's going on in our dog's, dog's intestines. Dog's bowel movements, you know? He wants to go out there. Oh, let him in. All right, hang on. I'm not going to pause the recording. Don't look at the questions. Oh, that fucking stinks so bad. <laughs> oh, just fill the airwaves while I'm up. Dude. Toot, toot, chugga, chugga, big red oh car. <laughs> there she goes. We're traveling here and we travel far. Toot, toot, chugga. I don't know. You put that's it enough on the of that. Oh, my God. <laughs> you could have just talked about football or anything. I you have know. nothing to say. Okay, that's great. I drove to Tatura today, which is near Shepparton in Victoria in Australia, in case you're wondering. And it's about a three-hour round trip. And I was at the place I needed to go for about 15, 20 minutes. And I drove three hours for that, and I was pretty bummed. But I went by a bakery and bought a lemon tart, and it was pretty good. You know when you called me yeah. earlier today, and I was recording the other podcast, uh-huh. I originally left it recording while I answered the phone, and I put you on speaker, and I was just going to leave that in the podcast, because I thought yeah. it was going to be funny. But then you said where you'd been, and I thought maybe I shouldn't, so I took it out. Oh, you could have left <laughs> so it So it's in not there. in there. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I did talk about someone that annoyed me that probably shouldn't be in there. Yeah. But I also <laughs> don't know how many people would listen to this and go, I know who she's talking about, so... <laughs> yeah, so... Just, Secrets, it's you. Maybe I'll do... Listener. The, the royal you. Yeah. <laughs> all of you. All of you. All of you. <laughs> okay, last question. Yes. Question 10. In round 10, Max kicked six goals straight against the Crows. Was that his best return for the year? Yes. It was. Very good. He kicked five goals straight against Sydney in the last game mm. of the year. He had three bags of four in rounds two, three, and four. Uh, but the yeah. fact that you're reciting this from memory while looking at me is I've been doing a bit of offensive. research. I've been doing... What do you mean? Because I know it all. Yeah, you can't even remember when I've asked you to hang the clothes out. By the way, they're still in the wash. I, I told you before, <laughs> I I know that they're in the wash. Yeah, whatever. Um, I was doing a bit of research today as well. Like, Fair this enough. isn't, yeah. I don't really want the Lindor chocolate, so you can have you it. You don't want the Lindor? No, I'm good with my pile. Your cash? Yeah. All right. Seems only right that you at least get three. Lindor. <laughs> Lindor's mine then. Well done. Thanks. Well done with the quiz. This year, you've been a very good sport, I must say. Well, I'm going to do a bit of an extra quiz for you. Okay, pop pop culture quiz? Yeah. Okay, go yeah. for it. Name the members of One Direction. That okay. was a question from earlier this year. Niall. Uh-huh. Harry. Yep. Louis. Yep. <laughs> How many are left? Two. Two. More. Zane. Yep, one more. I can't even picture them in my head. <laughs> I can. I can it's picture, a, I can picture Harry. I can picture Harry because he's still very, very famous. He's arguably the most famous. Yeah. Not even arguably. He just straight up is. Niall was the other one that like people thought was really attractive. I guess. 
Like Harry was the one that everyone's like, oh my God, it's Harry. Oh my God. When we were like 14. No. Um, I don't know. I think no one's attractive, but that's because he's Irish and I like his accent. Oh, I can't even picture. Starts with an L. It's another one that starts with an L. Yeah. I've already said Louis and there's another one that starts with an there L. There it is. Liam? Yeah. What's his last name? Payne. Oh, I've got no idea. That doesn't ring any bells. Okay, <laughs> yeah, well, he just doesn't exist anymore. He named his child like Bear or some weird shit like that. Cool. Bears yeah. are cool. Sounds good. What? what is the name oh, of the new split in the Anglican Church of Australia? Oh, he only asked me this a week ago. I know. The, the, well, one is still just the Anglican Church. That's and the other is the Diocese of the Southern Cross. Oh. So good. Took me a second to remember that. Good job. Fucking cool name. I stand by that. Good job. Ben. Who is... Are you remembering all the questions? I am, yeah. <laughs> name the royal children currently from both Will and Kate and from Megan and oh, Harry. Oh, piss off. I don't know. I didn't even know Megan and Harry had kids. Yeah, we. it was a question on the podcast. Do they have more than one? Yes. When have they done that? <laughs> They only got married, like, last year. No, they got married, like, four years ago. Oh, my God. Okay, start well, with Will and Kate's well, kids. Well, Will and go. Kate's kids are named... Fuck, I can't remember that either. Is is one of them... What, what's the bloody eldest one? I, I, should I mean, know. you really should know I should that. know his name. I can't remember. This is embarrassing. Is he... Are is, we a colony or not? Is he... Uh... He's got a very royal name. I was about to say, is he William? No, his dad's William. Fuck's sake. <laughs> Fuck's... Oh, George. Thank you. Next one. It's a girl. Yep. Less I want to say it royal. starts with an A. It's wrong, no. I want to say it starts with an E. No. I want to say it starts with an L. <laughs> it doesn't. I want to say... <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to just say what her name is? Or? I want to. <laughs> okay. What about um, the third one? Maybe we can just skip. Is that, is that Edward? No. Is it George? No, I said George. <laughs> You've got two <laughs> kids named George. I'd forgotten that already. Just in case the first Hold one on. dies. <laughs> I'd forgotten that I'd already said George and I was just going through royal names. Yeah. Uh, is he a Henry? No, but I'll give you a hint. Is he... It's the same name as someone from One Direction. Uh, Liam. No. Harry. What out of those names sounds the most royal to you? Is it Liam and Harry? It's not Niall. It's not Niall, correct. <laughs> well, I've already forgotten who the other ones oh, are. It's not, it's not Zane. It's not. There's only one left. Who's, who's left? <laughs> Zane. Wait, hang on. Oh, Harry, Maybe Niall, to this Zane, Louis. Hey. <laughs> Louis. The girl's name is Charlotte. Charlotte, that's okay, what's right. What's Megan and Harry's kid's name? Oh, I don't know. We've discussed it because I yep. told you the girl's name and you said it was stupid. Oh, it's like a Hollywood name. I mean, I guess. Boiled egg. <laughs> Baby. I, I have no idea. I'm never going to guess it. Archie. Oh, that's the girl's name. No, that's, right. that's oh. the boy's name. Oh. And Lilibet. Ah, uh, yeah, that is dumb. Yeah. yeah. As nice as they're trying to be, that's dumb. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Well done, I'll mate. Let you off the hook now. You okay. got none of those correct. I did. I did. <laughs> one, the one about the Anglican Church that I asked you a week ago. I knew some of the kids' names. I asked you a week ago. I did Oh, hang on. Here's here's one. Are you ready? Oh, this okay. is the ultimate test. Okay. Name the Kardashians. Right. Doesn't have to be in order. 
Kim. Right, yep. Courtney. Yep. Kendall. Yep. Chloe. Yep. Rob. Yep. <laughs> Chris. Rob. No, Chris. Chris is a, the mum. She's a Jenna, I guess. Well, she's the mum. Well, Kendall's a Jenna, so you True. named her. That's all of them, isn't it? No. Or is there another girl? There's another girl. Who the fuck? Kim. Arguably the most famous after Kim, but Kim, all right. Kim, Chloe, Kylie. Yeah. Great. Got him. Good job. Name the Kardashian... Uh, oh, their children? No, their we're, children. Stop, we're stopping now. No, we're stopping come on, now. you no, can do it. I don't know. Well, well, North. Yeah, good job. <laughs> and did they do another compass point? No. No. They didn't just go they east did, west. They, they did Saint. Yeah. Do they have a third child? They have two more. They have four kids? They do. Oh, God. Where are you? I know this oh, isn't actually relevant. No, it's also, not. But where are you? I'm not paying. <laughs> At any given time. Actively not paying attention Clearly. to any of this stuff. What's our dog's name? Leia. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it could have been. Nah, I like May. Suits her. Yeah. Okay. Since this is a St. Kilda podcast, can you give me just your your overall thoughts on the year? Give me a highlight. Give me a low light. And who's been your favorite player this year? So, highlight probably the Gold Coast game that we went to with Terry. Mm -hmm. I just feel like it was a good football experience. And it was one of the only games that I really enjoyed going to that we actually physically went to. Well, a lot of the other ones we went to that we lost. We lost in round one that we went to. And then the Essendon one. We lost the Essendon one. uh, And then I went to the Sydney one at the end. We Mm -hmm. lost that too. You didn't go to another game after the Essendon one, did you? Only three, yeah. Well, that's what I mean. I just felt like as the war on, we got yeah. shitter and shitter. Well, it's I too think... fucking expensive to get to football as well. Yeah, I mean, it's just expensive in general. Yeah. Um, I think low light of the year was... I have two. Probably round one against Collingwood because I thought we looked really good and we'd done well in our pre-season stuff, minus the ACL injury and other things like that. And I felt like we didn't really put up much of a fight. It wasn't all. a good start to the year. No, no. it wasn't. And it, it was kind of little, annoying a... to have gone all that way and have been so excited and then it'd be shit. It feels a little bit better now seeing where Colin would have gotten to, i got to say. Yeah, it does feel better to know that they're quite on top of the ladder. And I think the other one that feels a bit shit was or wasn't great um, was probably all the flack that Max caught. Yeah, I spoke about that as well. His goal kicking. Yeah. The way I see it is like, you know, yeah, he's probably in his own head a bit and Mm. that needs to be addressed for sure. But you can't always be on point. Like no one talks about the fact that, you know, one week someone will have 30 disposals and the next week they'll have 10 or whatever. Like they don't focus on that. He knows how to play. He just needs help with where his head goes when he's under a bit of pressure. Yeah. He knows, really, he knows how to yeah, kick goals. He knows a, how to do all that. He's going to be amazing, but I also think that putting that label on him so early has probably been quite detrimental yeah, to he's, his yeah. He's under, mentality. A, under a lot of yeah. just general pressure he's from just, the public. Yeah, that's it. I think that's pretty low. Like, I think everyone should be given room to grow and improve and that it should always be some level of constructive criticism. Like, I can actively say watching him kick, like, one goal ten is pretty shit. Hmm. But also, I don't go, Max, your shit. I go, and that wasn't great to watch. And really, like, but like, throughout the whole year, he only had two games where he was really, really bad in front yeah, of Yeah, but that's what I mean, though. It's like, as soon as he had that bad it's game, been, it's like people it's forgot that he'd kicked little, those, yeah. those six right. goals. Or yeah. that he'd had three or four games where he'd kicked four, which is very fucking impressive. He was, like, in the top ten for the Coleman. He finished sixth. There you go. Sixth for the Coleman, yeah. but he had a shit year in front of goal. Well, yeah. he didn't. Otherwise, he wouldn't yeah. be there. 
So comparatively, he's done quite well. It's just that everyone focuses. I think on when you look at the number of shots he had at goal, he was I think third. Well, that's the other thing. It's like yeah, so he may have right kicked things. one goal four or something occasionally, yeah. but I think it's way worse when the whole team kicks four goals twenty. Yeah, that's worse than one person kicking one goal four. Yeah. At least they put a goal, and at least they've had five shots at goal. Yeah. Like hypothetically, yeah. if yeah. they yeah. haven't. Yeah. Had, there was a game against. The Giants, where he kicked one goal seven, and then the game against Brisbane a couple he's of weeks ago. He's still had eight shots at goal. Where, that's yeah, really that's impressive. Right. He's doing something right if he's yeah. having eight shots at goal. He's just got to work out the, men- yeah. the mental thing, and I think the club needs to work out. Like, I think they're putting a lot of pressure on him too, being the only – we've spoken about this being – him being the only tall, tall, tall forward we have. Yeah, he needs help. He's a lot of pressure on that yeah. poor kid because if memory's swamped, that's it, and we only have other small forwards – there's no one else. And the only other people that could be up front with him are Ryder and Marshall. Given Ryder's retiring, next year's going to be a shit show mm. if we don't get someone who even could possibly be semi in the arena. Hayes will be our saviour. I think so he's, as well. Hayes is quite a, a tall boy, tall he's enough to, yeah. to make a difference he's for sure. Perfect. He's perfect size. Yes. Yeah. He'll probably come in around round three or four, I would yeah. think. Um, he just depends, needs some help even if like we still kick to max more than not it's more like he can't try and mark it but then also pick up the spillage but then also get it out but then also like you know well, it's, 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 it's too it's, much it's, it's about taking the other defender off of max well that's because, it because everyone knows we're going to kick to max every time he's got yeah they triple the double team he's got two team. guys who is, he's got two guys who are as big as him sandwiching him yeah, so and Hayes, he's also Hayes not down there. as big and muscly as a lot of those yeah. developed defenders. So yeah. even though he might be taller than them, he can't get out. Like, they just push him out of the way. That's another thing. Hayes is bigger than... Well, not taller, but he's, he's, he's bigger than his Max. frame is bigger than Max. Yeah. So he probably he's take way the, more developed. He might have to take he's the like big, 26 or something. He's 26, 27, yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. So he's definitely got a lot more. And given that, even though he's injured, he's had this whole time where he's just been focusing on rebuilding muscle... Yeah. And that he's going to come back next year bigger than he was when he left, which is going to be a, an advantage for sure. Um, what was the other question? Favourite player for the year? Yeah. Well, my favourite player, you know who it is. Jackie boy. Do you want to clarify which one? How many Jacks do we have at this point? <laughs> Snags. Higgins. Yeah. I love Higgins. I just think his story is really lovely and I can never fault him on the amount of effort he puts in, even right. if it doesn't deliver anything. All right, then it's always who, 100%. Who, who have you really enjoyed across the year? Um, I think I really enjoyed the young boys and watching them mm-hmm. kind of build that confidence. Like the difference between Nasire in round one and Nasire at the end of the year was huge. Yep. Like in confidence yep. wise. And I think Windhager was a border gate from the beginning. Yeah. But the fact that he developed so quickly into a player that could tag out Lockie Neal. Turning him into a tag was a brilliant yeah. idea. But what that's I'm saying is so like well. on his first game, that's not where I went with him i was like oh yeah he'll be okay like he can do it he'll just need to build to that but i didn't Mm. expect him to get there so quickly Mm. and it's such a good way for him to learn how to be a midfielder you play to play play on on someone like yeah Yeah. exactly i think i also think that like um is windhager aboriginal did we work he is yes i think it's also really great that we have so many aboriginal young men coming through like nasiah and i know Jack Paris as well. He's mm-hmm. Aboriginal, isn't he? Um, and if Windhager is, I'm I'm sure he, he is. is yeah. yeah, like I think that's long fantastic. Long Gresham. Yeah, long and Gresham, and yeah. I think that's really fantastic as well. Mm. And you know, I think it's a good bonding thing for them 
Like, instead of being the only young Aboriginal guy at the club. Yeah. Like, if it was just Nasara, it was just Windhager or just Paris or something. Yeah. They've all got each other to, to have in that, that journey and that cultural space as well, which is really nice. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Thanks very much. I'm going to add Paddy Ryder up retiring as a low light because that's really sad. It is sad. I think, like he has, I don't think he's retired of his own volition. I think he wanted to go around it for another year and they've said, nah, we're going to look at other things. I'd say that's what they've done. I mean, maybe, but also maybe he got some pressure from the family. Like if St. Kilda was umming and about it and his wife was like, this is a good opportunity for you to bow out having had a really good year and your body not forcing you out. Before you're ready, his yeah, he has his body has given him trouble this year. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like maybe, his maybe his family or whatever is just like you know, you're not in a lot of pain. You haven't screwed up your knee. You haven't done serious damage that's mm. going to cripple you forever. Let's cut it now while we're ahead. Mm. Then watch you get carted off the field one day with a serious knee injury, and you'll never play again. Mm. You know what I mean? Like let's end on a high. That's yeah. how I'd want to end it. Anyway, like, and that way it's his own decision as well. The club hasn't said, no, nah, we're forcing you out and he has to deal with that. Yeah. If he thought the club was umming and ahhing, maybe he was just like, no, I'm going to make this decision and then it's my decision and I have control over what happens to me. Yeah. So I think that's fair. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for coming on all year long and being such a good sport and putting up with some of my stranger questions and don't look at me like that. I can look at you however I want. And, um... I hope that you'd like to come back next year. Well, see, see how we go. I will come back next year, but um, <laughs> you need to do better with your questions. Some I think I you. think my questions were really good. And also, get your teams right. Giants and Gold Coast. Yeah, not I know. The same. I fucked that up last week. I know. I know. But it was one blip, one blip, of 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 the of the hundred and ten questions that I asked you throughout the year. I fucked up one. Well, one was enough. <laughs> I probably fucked up more than one. Yeah, I'd say so. All right. That'll do. You can go to bed now. Yay. All right. Bye. Bye. What do you think I should eat first? All righty. Thanks again to Kat for coming on for that last quiz and for coming on throughout the year. It's been a lot of fun and she's been a very good sport as well. Hope you guys have enjoyed uh, playing along as you listen. Uh, all right. Next, I want to talk... Uh, I want to have a bit of fun. I want to talk uh, our best goal of the year and our best mark of the year. So going back through some of our highlights of the year, we actually had a bunch of really, really nice goals. Um, And I haven't, I don't know which one is my personal favorite. I'm just looking at, I'm just going to pick one now and just, yeah, all right. So some of the really great ones, Sinclair kicked a beautiful one in round 17 against Freer. He sidestepped two players, slotted it from about 40 metres out. That was a great one. Mason Wood kicked an awesome one against Richmond from about 55 metres out off one step. Got us right in the game. Um, That was the start of our run of 10 goals in a row. Gresham kicked an unbelievable one off his left foot against Hawthorne in round four. Tap from Paddy Ryder. Gresham running into the pocket, snapped on his left, and it bounced just over the line. He kicked a lot of goals this year that were probably more spectacular than that one. But I've got that one in because it was off his left foot, which is um, not his preferred, <laughs> let's say that. Um, and yeah, that really impressed me. And then there were two against North Melbourne in round 11. So Seb Ross kicked a beauty. So he he 
cleared the ball out of the stoppage uh, on centre wing, ran 30 or 40 metres, shaked off a couple of tackles, um, kicked the ball from probably 65, 70 metres out. It bounced, bounced, and went through for a goal. It was awesome. One of the best goals of his career. But there was someone who kicked one that I liked a little bit more. He is a favourite of a lot of Saints fans. Um, He missed basically the entire second half of the year through concussion, and I think uh, it was a calf that he had a little bit of issue with. Daniel McKenzie kicked an absolute beauty from probably 45 metres out. He shrugged off two serious tackles, like tackles that really should have brought him down. He steadied, took a few steps, and just slotted a beauty. It was pretty deep in the pocket as well. It was just an absolute ripper, and everyone loves D-Mac. Can't wait to see him back on the wing next year. Um, if he'd played out the whole year, he would 100% have finished top 10, the best and fairest. Um, and I just, I thought that goal was awesome. It just, just watching it again, it made me feel more emotion and more adrenaline than any of the others did. I just loved it. So that's my goal of the year for St Kilda. Um, Mark of the year. We didn't, we're not a big uh, specky taking team. I will say that, but there were a few good ones. Um, Honourable mention to Ben Long, who took two screamers in round 23, both of which were excellent. But my favourite mark of the year was King in round 18 against West Coast. He, was, he wasn't quite going back with the flight, but he was sort of coming in from the side. He took it over the top of three Eagles defenders. It was a, it was a real clunk, and he, like, he took it. He jumped way up in the air, grabbed it, hit the ground hard, didn't let go of it. It was just a really, really great, tough, contested mark. So that's my uh, favorite mark of the year for St. Kilda. Now, let's talk best and fairest. So if you guys haven't listened to these ones... Uh, on the podcast before. I do my own best and fairest count uh, as each round goes by during the year. And what I do is I reward 10 points or 10 votes down to one uh, for the top 10 players of each game. Um, This is not a great way to do a best and fairest count um, because what you end up with is a very top-heavy table at the end of the year because all of the good players in the team are basically always in the top 10 and the players who maybe are sort of around the middle, you know, maybe like sort of from our 11th to our 15th best player, don't really get a lot of votes. <laughs> so um, it is a little bit lopsided, but what I think it ends up with is a really solid top 10, which is what I think I've got. So I'm going to go through the top 10 that I finished up with, and then I'm going to go through what I think the top 10 is actually going to be when it comes to the best and fairest night at St Kilda, because how St Kilda do it, is uh, each coach on game day awards between one and four, might be between zero and four, you might be able to get zero, um, between zero and four votes uh, to each player. They've obviously got four criteria that they look at. Um, So I I don't know how many coaches there are on game day, there might be five or six. So, you know, players can get around 20, 24 um, votes per game um and that is a really good way to do a count <laughs> you end up with a very uh, accurate evaluation of uh sort of you know where the players stand against each other uh, in their performances across the year so i'll give you my top 10 number one is pretty obvious it's sinclair so sinclair first i got steel second that's the count that's what i ended up it was a really really tight race 
between um, Steele and Crouch, who finished in third. Steele just got him in the last round of the year because Crouch was out suspended. If he had played, he probably would have held on to second spot. Um, so you're Steele in second, having only played 18 games. Crouch third. I've got Ross in fourth. He had a fantastic year. Gresham in fifth, also having only played the 18 games. Wilkie in sixth. Um, he was a bit higher in the first half of the year, but I was pretty rough on him and Howard as the leaders in the back line as our sort of whole defensive structure fell apart in the second half of the year. Um, so he sort of fell a little bit down to sixth for mine. I've got Marshall in seventh. Uh, he's kind of the opposite. He was not even close to being in the top 10 the first half of the year, but he really, really improved as the year went on. So he got up to seventh. Uh, in eighth, I have a tie between Battle and King. Uh, King, 52 goals, can't be ignored. He may, I haven't, I've got him in that same position, eighth, uh, in what I think the actual count would be, but I won't be surprised if he finishes higher because he had a, he had a really, really good year. He had a couple of, he had probably three, maybe four really poor days in front of goal and they stick in your mind. But like when you look like he's kicked a bag of six, three bags of four, bag of five, He's kicked three a few times, two a few times. I don't. I think there was only one game, maybe. Two, I think there was only one game where he didn't kick a goal. Sorry, no, there would have been two. There was one game where I don't think he scored, and there was one where he kicked zero goals, five against Brisbane. I think that was it from memory. Um, but yeah, I, th I thought he had a really good year. So he ended up in eighth along with Battle. Um, Battle, I think, might finish a little bit higher in the real count, but that's where I had him. He had a really, really great year. This is where he lives now. In the back half, that interceptor, he's got the big, he's, he's you know, he's same size as Wilkie, um, similar sort of, you can, you can play on bigger plays. He's got that big frame, um, but he's a little bit more athletic, better, sort of better interceptor, um, He's really tough. I just, I loved his year. I had Brad Hill in ninth. Um, this was his best year for St. Kilda. Again, he had plenty of lean games, but he had a lot of, like, you know, that, um, I gave him 10 votes. I think I gave him 10. Would have been him against Hawthorne where he kicked four goals. He had an awesome day there, and he had a couple of other games where he was really, really damaging. So got him in ninth, and then I got another tie in 10th between Membry and Wood, I'm so wrapped that Wood ended up in there because he had a fantastic year as well. Him and Mackenzie uh, sort of, you know, arriving as really legitimate wingers, um, I think is one of the most exciting things to come out of this year. Um, it's it's one of the highlights as, as well as, the, you know, the blooding of Windhager and Asira and Owens and these guys. Realising that Wood and Mackenzie can play serious football on the wings was was fantastic to see. So I'm wrapped that he had a couple of really solid games uh, to finish up the year and ended up in 10th. And Membry was extremely consistent throughout the whole year. He played every single game. Um, he had, he, he didn't have his most, um, he didn't have his highest scoring year compared to others he's had in the past because Max was kicking most of our goals. Um, but he still had a really, really good year. So that's my top 10. The top 10 I think we're going to end up with in the real count will be obviously Sinclair's going to finish first. I think Wilkie's going to finish second, um, which is a pretty good guess given they were the two that were in the All-Australian squad. 
I think Crouch will finish third. That's where I had him. Um, Ross also in fourth where I had him. I think Steele's going to end up fifth. Um, again, only with the 18 games, but the 18 games that he did play, he's still a really, really bloody good footballer. So I think he'll be in fifth. I've got Battle in sixth. I think his year's going to be recognized. Marshall in seventh, which is where I had him. King in eighth, again, where I had him. I've got Membry pushing up to ninth. And then I think I've got, I don't think, I do I do have Gresham finishing 10th because he did only play uh, the 18 games. The 18 games he played were excellent. Um, but I think I think him and Steele, Steele could finish lower, possibly, because the rest of these, oh, Marshall. No, Marshall played almost every game. Um, most of these guys have played 22 or 21 games. I think Sinclair and Wilkie played every game. Crouch played 21. Ross played 21. Marshall, Marshall and Battle played 21. King played every game. Membry played every game. So Steele and Gresham, I do think are going to be in the 10, but I think they're going to be lower than like you would think off the top of your head. So that's the 10 I think we're going to end up with. And I've also, as the rounds went through, this is the first time I've done this this year, I kept count of where I think Saints players are going to pick up Brownlow votes. Now, from my count, we're not going to have an enormous year at the Brownlow. <laughs> I ended up with Sinclair and Steele both picking up 13 votes for the year. Um, I won't be surprised if Sinclair ends up with more than that. It's really hard to tell because this is the first year where he's been a really, really elite player, like where the umpires are going to notice him. Um, so it's hard to say where he'll actually end up, and I'm sort of tough when I do Brownlow votes. Um, but yeah, I've got him and Steele both with 13 as our most uh, and then I have Crouch picking up seven. And then I have Gresham and Hill both picking up six. Um, Hill, I would be amazed if he doesn't get the three votes in that Hawthorne game. Gresham will pick up one vote there, two votes there. He had a couple of games where he kicked three or four goals. So he'll pick up votes here and there. He kicked, I think, four goals in the game we lost to Essendon. I think it was. So whether he gets a vote there or not, I don't know. Um, I've got Jack Hayes. I said this before. I've got Jack Hayes picking up um, one vote against Collingwood in round one. I really, really hope that happens. Uh, and it'll be interesting to see if Ben Long gets the three votes against Sydney in round 23 because he was the best player on the ground. We only lost by a couple of goals. So um, I think he would very much deserve three votes there. And Mason Wood picking up a couple of votes late in the year as well. He had a great game against um, Brisbane and he had a great game against... Might have been the Hawthorne game. Or the West. He had, he had a couple of really, really great games. Or the Geelong game maybe. that we, He won't get votes there because we lost by 50 points. Um, but he might get votes against Brisbane because that was another close loss as well. So that's a bit of fun that I've been having this year. Now let's talk off season. Let's talk delisting, trading, drafting, and looking to next year before we finish up. So we've already delisted Dara Joyce, which was not a surprise. Um, he's definitely tried his best. Um, he's, he's been really handy in some games, um, but he just, I don't think he has the skills uh, required to be an AFL footballer. Like he's, he's got great size. He's a good athlete um, and he fucking tries hard, but it's just not for him, I don't think. Other ones that I will expect to come are Matthew Allison. If you don't know who that is, I won't be surprised. Uh, he was picked up at the end of 2020, I think. Um, so two seasons on the list. 
He hasn't played a single game. He's a sort of medium key-sized forward. Um, if you haven't played a game in your first two years, you're probably done, <laughs> unless you're like a Ruckman or something. So yeah, I, I don't think he's going to hang on. I think I got a feeling Bytel is going to get delisted. So he's been playing really, really well in the VFL. Did not break through for a single senior game this year, even as the medical sub. So there's obviously uh, something that he isn't doing right. Um, granted, our midfield was pretty tough to break into, and we've had Windhager and Ranganin Malia and Owens come through. Um, so especially with the emergence of those three um, and how well Wood and McKenzie have done on the wings, the midfield is as hard to get into as it's been for a while. I think he will be delisted. Um, and that's probably going to be it, I would think. that There's a couple of like guys like... Um, uh, what the fuck's his name? Um, Jack Paris. I was trying to think. I was like, uh, what's his mum's name? No, for Paris. Jack Paris. Jack Paris um, hasn't played a game. Uh, we've got Oscar Adams who hasn't played a game. Oh, no, he got... Oscar Adams stepped away, didn't he? Halfway through the year. Because he's like, this isn't for me. So I think he's not on the list anymore. Um, so I guess that's another opening. Um, and I, But I think that'll be it. Like any kids that got drafted 12 months ago that haven't played will probably get another year just to have a go, like Paris. Um, I They might delist Tom Campbell. They might. Um, he'll, he'll, we can add him to the sort of merry-go-round of key position players that hang on for one year. Like we had um, Sam Rowe, Ryan Abbott, Sean McKernan, all do one year before retiring. Um some of them are Ruckman, key forwards, you know, these sort of guys. Um, Campbell, I would really, really like to stay on, especially with the retirement of Ryder. Um, so, like, if we keep Campbell on, next year we've got Marshall and Hayes as our first and second Ruckman. We've got Max Heath coming through, probably needs another 6 to 12 months of development, but apparently he's going to be a gun. And then you keep Campbell in as an experienced backup. I thought he was really good against Sydney in the last game of the year. Um, and yet, like, he just, like, even if he only plays, he only played two games this year, he only plays two or three games next year, that's fine, but it's good to have him, because if Marshall goes down, we need, because, and he's such a, he's a fucking big boy, he's a big, big boy, so even if he's not the most skilled tap ruckman, good luck, like, pushing him around, like, I'd rather him come in than... Heath come in before he's physically ready because he's going to get bullied, right? So I'd like them to keep Campbell on the list. Hopefully they do. But apart from that, yeah, with with four retirements and one delisting already and Adams departing during the year, um, that's already six. That's already five. Excuse me. No, one, two, three. That's six. <laughs> that's six spots open on the list, which is great. Um, so we don't need to make a, many more changes. And that's something that I really hope they do avoid in the offseason, making big sweeping changes to the playing list and things like that. We're very close. I don't think, I'm, I'm convinced that there is not a heap we need to change. Just tweak a couple of little things. Now let's talk trades. So Brad Hill has been talked about a lot going to North Melbourne, um, going, to, going back to be coach under Clarko, all these things. Ben Long's name has been thrown in the last 24 hours as well. Um, I'd be honestly quite happy for Hill to go because he's been played in the wrong position for 18 months. 
and Wood and McKenzie, I would rather see on the wings with Messiah um, also playing that role as he continues to develop. Um, so I don't want to see Hill half back or half forward. If he's going to play, he needs to be playing on the wing. And, you know, with those names I just mentioned, in my opinion, there actually isn't like a preferable spot for him in the team. So I'd be happy for him to go and we'd get something good for him. Either like people are talking about Zerha or um, Simpkin, which I think is a bit silly. <laughs> um, personally, I would love, because the thing we need is another tall defender. I would love Harry Mackay, not Harry Mackay, Ben Mackay um, to come across, but I don't think that's really realistic. Um, what's probably most likely to happen is they're going to split pick one. Um, so we might end up with pick one and we'll send pick 10 across and whatever ends up happening. Um, and they, they find another way to split it with another team. Um, there will be most likely picks involved, you know, probably maybe like second and third round picks and like that. It's, it's a fucking mess when they try and even out the number of points that are being exchanged. It's a fucking crazy system. Um, but yeah, I think if Hill is going to go to North Melbourne, there'll be picks exchanged, um, as part of that long, I think they will fight and fight to keep. Um, but like if, if I'm looking at the two of them, where they're at in their careers, the sort of football that they're playing, if I was to look into their minds, I actually think it's more likely Hill would want to stay and long would want to leave. That's the vibe that I get, Right. Because Hill's done the Clarko thing to, to great success, to be fair. But he's done the Clarko thing, right? So, and, you know, this would be his fourth club if he's to go to North Melbourne. I think it would start to get a little bit tiring changing clubs again and again and again and again when you don't have to. Like some players um, become journeymen because they keep getting delisted or keep getting traded and shit like that. Um, but Hill's not being pushed out. So... To go and make new friends and like you know re-establish establish yourself in the group and blah blah blah, new new coaches, new all new facility, new all of this like you know would he want to move house to be cl- like you know all these sort of things, um, it would be tiring. So and and I think Long is in a very he's a very very different place in his life and in his career, obviously. Um, so you know. Of the two of them who would want to go more, probably Long. And Long would be like, oh, Clarko, like how amazing would that be? Especially if Clarko is sort of seeking him out. So that'll be interesting. Um, I hope Hill goes and Long stays. Uh, if either of them are going to go, I think it'll be the opposite. <laughs> if they both go, we better get something fucking good in return. <laughs> I'll say that. Um, other names. So they're the only two St Kilda players that have been spoken of as potentially leaving. One thing I really, really love about St Kilda is you almost never see players wanting to leave. You hardly ever see players requesting trades out of St Kilda, which I think is a really, really great um, sign of how strong our culture is. Um, You see it occasionally, but really, really rare. A couple of other names that I would be putting on the trade table. One is Tom Highmore. Um, Only the three games this year, I think. One or two is the sub. So not a, like not a great year for him. He played probably might have played like a dozen games last year. So yeah, not as uh, great by his standards. He was very good in the VFL, 
We just have that that position covered. Like when you're talking medium defenders, Wilkie, Battle, Caulfield. Now Shaman's been playing down there. We've got we are stacked for the sort of 190 to 193 sort of lean it as well. Like all, all these players are all the same size. They all play the same position. So I just don't think like he's never going to get a game. He's never, ever going to get a game. Um, Cause I think Caulfield, you know, will be coming back at the start of next year. And I think he'll be in the, in our best team. It was looking like that was going to be the case before he did his ACL. Um, 12, not 12 months ago, back at the start of the year. Um, so, you know, if Caulfield's going to come in, we're going to have Battle down there. We're going to have Wilkie down there. That's already three players all around that height. Um, and if they do what I want them to do and they add another two metre tall defender, then there's even less room. So um, I just can't see Highmore getting to play football. So either they will trade him, I would think, or they'll delist him. I think he's got currency though, so they might look to sort of trade him. Maybe they use him as steak knives in some sort of deal they want to get done. Another name is Billings. Yeah, Billings is another one. He's just never reached the heights that everyone hoped. Um, he's now, what is he now? Twenty. He'll be twenty-eight next year. Is he going to be twenty-eight next year? When do you get drafted? Twenty thirteen. He'll be twenty-seven next year. Yeah, he'll be 27 next year. So he's in his prime. He should be in his prime. Anyway, um, he only played a handful of games this year. He had lots of injuries, um, which isn't his fault. But he just, he's his football has not been to the quality it needs to be. He's played like 150-odd games. Um, I think he might be better off at another club. And now, as I, as I said, with all these kids that we've been playing who look like they're all going to be fantastic... I don't know if he's going to be, you know, he might not be in our best 25 players, let alone our starting side. So, um, yeah, I just again, he's another one who I can't see playing much football next year. So he's, he's one that would definitely have currency. So, you know, he might be one that we'd look to shop around to get more draft picks or maybe, you know, to, to try and get a key defender. So that's what I want to talk about next. What do we need to bring into the club? Not much. Like I'm saying, we don't have to do heaps. Right, we're pretty close. The only thing I really, really firmly think that we need is another two-meter tall defender because Howard is good, but he he's, he gets he's a little bit lean, and I think he gets pushed around a bit, and it's really rough to be the only guy of that size in the back line and to basically have to do it all on your own. Right, you look at Sydney, got the McCartan brothers. They're helping each other out, right? And they got Rampy there as well, who isn't that size, but he, you know, he's he can, you know, play undersized. You look at Melbourne, May has got Petty helping him out. Lever again, not as tall, but can help. These guys like Lever and Rampy are sort of like the Wilkie, right? So Wilkie is shorter, but he's a bit stronger, right? So Wilkie can play on these guys like Taylor Walker. Buddy Franklin, Tom Hawkins to a degree. Hawkins is very, very strong. Not many people can play on him, but like guys like Lynch, he can take these stronger guys, um, you know, who maybe don't get up the ground as much. Um, whereas Howard is a bit more, I think, of an athlete. So Howard's better suited to the guys who want to run around a bit. Howard is more of a, like, you look at his spoil numbers, he's one of the best in the comp. He's usually 
leading the comp in spoils because he is not a contested marking sort of player. He's not an intercept marking sort of player. He's going to wait for the ball to nearly be in his opponent's hands and then he's going to send it. Right, He's going to punch it out of there. That's what he's good at. So I think we need to bring in another player who's his. So he's two meters tall, but he doesn't have, he's not heavy enough. He's not strong enough to deal with these big boys. And he really gets lost sometimes. I don't think he has the best, you know, when you could like, when you're comparing him against all the other fullbacks in the comp, his defensive craft is not the best. It's fine, but it's not the best. So I've written, I've got five names written down here who I think are all gettable. Zane Cordy has already been spoken about a lot. Is coming to St Kilda. Um, he's 25 years old. He's a little bit shorter than what I want. I think he's only 196, but that would probably do, right? He's got experience, big boy, not not a bad um, option. And and what would be ideal would probably be a player who doesn't automatically um, step into your starting side because we do have all these guys like. Wilkie and Battle and Caulfield, who are going to be playing that sort of medium-sized defender who can play bigger if required. What you probably want is a key defender who can come in when you're playing a side that's got a really tall forward line. Like when you're coming up against, say, Brisbane. Now, and I know McStay is going to go to Collingwood, but say when you got Brisbane, you got to deal with Danaher, Hipwood, and McStay, right? Howard, Wilkie, and Battle against those three guys suddenly are very undersized. But if you've got Howard, another two-meter player, and then Wilkie with Battle able to zone off, intercept, maybe push up to the wing a little bit, do that sort of thing, um, suddenly it looks a lot more sturdy. You know what I mean? Um, So Cordy is one name. There's three Adelaide defenders who are all two meters tall, who I think are all gettable. Fisher Maxey, Jordan Butts, Billy Frampton. Take your pick. They're all young, right? Butts is playing, so Adelaide would be like probably pretty keen to keep him. He's, he's playing good football. Fisher Maxey was a top 10 pick, I think, two years ago. He hasn't played a single game this year. Not one. So, and I think he's a Victorian boy as well. So... He would probably... Oh, was he not? Was he a South Australian? I'm trying to remember his draft year. Um, Anyway, regardless of where he's from, he's not playing football, right? Didn't get a single game this year. He'd be dying to get into the team, right? You say to him, come to St Kilda, right? You're going to play at least 10 games. And if you're really great, you might take Dougal Howard's spot, right? And you play every week, you know? That sort of thing, because you know, he's a he's a high draft. He, was, he went high in the draft for a reason. They they saw something, you know, in him. So Fisher Mackesy would be a great one, and Billy Frampton as well. So he went from Port Adelaide to Adelaide. Hasn't played much football at Adelaide, um, I believe. So he might be looking to go to a third club to be able to play more football. And again, he's a big boy. And what I like about these guys, these three, Mackesy, Butts, and Frampton, is they're all young. They're all, I think, Butts and Frampton are 22, and then Maxie's 20. So they're all young, which I think is fantastic. And then another one that I saw is a Hawthorne player, Emerson Jacker. I've seen him play a few games. Um, Good size. He's got a cool name, which is fun. And I think he's going to be a player. I think I saw him... I reckon I saw him play live this year. 
I go to a Hawthorne game this year? Was that last year? I can't remember. I can't remember. I don't think I did actually. Maybe not. maybe it was last year. I don't know. It was last year. It was a it was round seven, which is the last game before we went into another lockdown. I reckon I saw him play live. Emerson Jecker, maybe. I don't know. But he's another one who I saw who is young. Um, you know, might be looking for more opportunities, although he's been playing a bit of football. Um, but yeah, I think of those five names, Maccasy is the one that jumps out at me because he's not been playing football. I'm sure he wants to. Um, so that'd be what I'd want to see come in. Um, Tom Mitchell is another name that's gone around in the last sort of 24, 48 hours. I could not be less interested in Tom Mitchell. If we're going to bring in another midfielder, I want speed. He doesn't have that, right? His, his, his best is past him, in my opinion. Um, Brownlow medalist four years ago. I don't think he's going to return to that sort of form. He's still a good player, but I wouldn't say he's a better player than Ross or Crouch or Steele or Gresham or, you know, some of our other, even Hobie. That's him barking outside. Oi! Shush! Excuse me. Um, yeah, so I, I couldn't... Be, and we'd have to fucking pay all sorts of shit to get him across. So, no, I couldn't be less interested in Tom Mitchell. Please, please, please do not target Tom Mitchell. Um, so, yeah, that's like what I'm saying. Like, uh, some people are saying, should we look at another key forward? Like, people were pretty keen on Ben King, but now he's extended his contract. Um, I think we're fine. I think if we go with Marshall and Hayes... Both in the team, there's the two Ruckman. Hayes plays as the second forward, which we know he can do, right? Kick three goals in his first fucking game, so he can play forward. Um, and he helps take a lot of the pressure off of Max because he's, you know, he's not a kid. He's tw- he'll be 27 at the start of next year, I think. And he's a fucking big man, so he he probably takes the bigger defender than what Max. Depends how much muscle Max puts on in the off season, but you know that's the sort of advantage that, that would bring so we get you know him and king up forward all we got to do is bring in another big defender to help out howard down back now the draft that is one thing i've been a bit slack on i have not been looking at the uh potential draft prospects that'll be coming up this year what i would really love us to get is another um because we can like assume let's let's say our picks stay as they are we're gonna have pick 10 we would have picked nine, but Will Ashcroft is going to go father son to Brisbane. Probably pick one. Um, so will we push back to pick ten? So let's say we have pick ten. I think with that, you probably want to go and get another midfielder, mid mid forward sort of player, right? Just to because like we got all these guys like Crouch and Jones and Ross, who are all in their late twenties. Steele's a couple of years younger than them, but you know. That means he's not far off being in his late 20s as well. We don't want to get to like three years from now and they all retire at the same time, right? And then and then we're sort of left with like Steele and Gresham and then a few, few, few of these guys like Wynn Hager and Owens and like who haven't even played 50 games yet, you know, although they probably will have by then. I think we need to, because last year, Great at the draft in terms of midfielders. Couple of academy picks from St Kilda, fantastic. I think we need to hit the midfielder sort of bracket again, so we can find a sort of 
mid-forward type player. Like maybe they can play a couple of games starting in the forward pocket, sort of move into the midfield a bit. Sort of like what Owens has done this year. He played a couple of games forward, a couple of games in the midfield later in the year. Another player like that, I think it'd be good to get with our first pick. And then I think it's time that we get another key forward. Now they don't have to be they don't have to be the next Buddy Franklin. Doesn't have to be, you know, some saviour type of key forward, but we need to start developing the next generation because Max will be 23 next year and it takes a little while, as we're seeing with Max, it takes a little while for these big guys to develop. So wouldn't it be fantastic if when Max gets to 26, he's got his understudy ready to play next to him? You know, that, you know, or maybe we look at a, a ruck forward because... Marshall and Hayes, you know, again, are sort of getting towards that late 20s sort of age. I think they're the same age. So they're both going to be 27 next year. So in a few years' time, who knows where they'll be at in terms of their bodies and things like that. So um, that would be another thing I would hope that we do is get another key forward to begin developing. Uh, Next year, what sort of changes am I looking for? I've got a couple of specific ones. Assuming he stays at the club, I'd love to see Ben Long playing in the middle. I'd love to see it. He's such a tough player. He is brutal. He's got X factor. I can see him doing what Shy Bolton does. Probably not to the same level, because Shy Bolton's a freak. But I can see him having the same sort of brief impact. Like, you put him in there for, like half a dozen center bounces every game and just see what happens, right? Just maybe you're chucking, maybe you're three goals down in the third quarter. You just need something. You need, fuck, we've got no energy in there. You put him in there for a bit of spark, you know, and, and who knows what could happen. I just think, because he's, he's been a bit lost playing half forward, half back, half forward, half back, half forward. Like he's been thrown around more than any other player I've ever seen. Every single week, it seems to be he's swapped ends of the ground that he's playing at. He had the best game of his career playing at halfback in round 23. So if they want to stick somewhere with him that is never going to be midfield, that's the spot, right? Um, But yeah, I just think... And yeah, he's, he's not a big fella, but he, to me, seems just... Like, neither Shy Bolton. You look at Shy Bolton, like he's lean as well. But it's the it's the agility, it's just the I think it would be a real weapon. It it's they should be using Gresham like that a little bit more, I think. Gresham should be that sort of player, but he seems to be they either seem to play him permanent forward or permanent midfield, and he'll have the occasional game where yeah, he will kick four goals, but then his his development in the midfield is suffering. I'd rather see him playing sort of 60-40, like forward, mid, every week, rather than sort of chucking him around all over the place. So I'd love to see Long playing in the middle. Um, I've said this already, but Hayes, forward. He has to be. He has to be standing there next to Max um, in the forward line, come round, well, if he's back from his ACL by then, round one or round two or round three, whenever it is that that he's back. Um, now with Ryder's retirement. Another thought that I had, if we could get a couple of key defenders in, or if we get one, like say say there's a universe where we can get 
Ben Mackay, right? He's not he's not in your reserves. He's playing in your starting team. So maybe he plays at full back and Dougal Howard plays in the forward line. I'm starting to see now why Ken Hinckley didn't play Howard as a defender. Because like he's a perfectly serviceable defender, don't get me wrong. But he too many goals get past him. Like as the as who should be the anchor, too many goals get past him. Too many silly little goals get past him. And he gets a little bit lost and he gets pushed around and he gets frustrated. I think I don't know if he would be a better forward, but he's there's no chance of him being a liability playing forward. If that if you understand what I mean. So that would be a creative solution to that problem, to put him forward. Say say Hayes comes back from his ACL and they're not loving how he's going, right? You put Howard, for, like Battle can be the second Ruckman, that's fine. He's not, you know, as good as Hayes would be, but he, you know, we saw a couple of times this year that he can be the second Ruckman. Um, so you put Howard forward and you put, you know, Mackay or if you get Mackesy or Butts or whoever, Put them at full back, and then if you do have a game, we're like, oh shit, right? We got we, we're playing we're playing fucking Geelong, right? We got Hawkins and and Cameron, and you know they'll probably pick up someone ridiculous like Taylor Walker or something to come <laughs> to come and play for them next year. So we got three big boys to deal with, right? Howard, you're playing backline this week. We need you down there. Right, that's the sort of flexibility I want Rats to introduce to this team. It's something I think we are lacking a little bit: is players who can be thrown around and be super effective in a number of different positions. Yeah, um, so that's just a thought I had. Another thing I think we need to see next year is Clark playing forward. So Clark um, had had a lot of injuries this year. Uh, but when he did play, he struggled. He was sort of half back midfield. That's where he's basically always played. Again, with all these young kids coming through in the middle and the glut of sort of medium-sized defenders that we have, I don't think he can be playing in either of those positions. He's got so much class and so much skill. I'd love to see him playing half forward, right? So you can fit King, Hayes, Higgins, Butler, Membry, Clark. There's your your forward six. Gresham rotating through there. Right, I think that's pretty bloody good, if you ask me. Gresham sort of rotating through there and in the middle. You got Crouch, Ross, Steele, Marshall as your on-ballers. Wood and McKenzie on either wing. You got Webster, Sinclair, Howard, Battle, Wilkie, maybe another Tor, maybe Patton, um, maybe Caulfield. Who knows? I think that's a really, really good team that we could have next year. Long on the bench, Jones on the bench, um, maybe like oh you'd have Winhager on the bench and Nasir on the bench, right? I think that's not bad. I don't think that's too bad. Or maybe maybe if like Caulfield or you know you need a defender on the bench. Anyway, I think that's like fuck. That's not a bad team that <laughs> I've just ratted off there. Rats, if you want to give me a job in <laughs> um, list management, let me know. Um, and the last thing that we need to improve next year is our ball movement and our skills. It's such a problem in the second half of the year. Our skills, our skills, our I think started to look really poor 
because of the pressure we put ourselves under, right? We stopped moving the ball with any sort of enthusiasm and the opposition just press up and press up and you start to get a bit stressed and we've already gone back and forth trying to do the switch three times and we've missed a kick and it's cost us a goal. So our skills need to be just sharpened up 20% or so and we need to introduce, like, look at what fucking Collingwood have done. I don't know a single person who didn't have Collingwood in the bottom four. They finished fourth because they have gone right. How do you win games? Like, what is the most important stat in football by a country mile that a lot of people seem to ignore when they're talking about important stats? The scoreboard, right? Your ability to kick more goals and behinds combined than your opponent, right? And you can't score if you don't get the ball into your forward half. Simple as that. So Colin would have gone, right, we are going to basically play like Richmond did from 17 through to 20, right? We are just going to take ground at all costs. Doesn't matter what happens. We're just going to get it forward. It's going to be chaotic. We're going to go into the corridor, then we're going to go back out to the wing, then we're going to go across to the other wing, then we're going to go back into the corridor. You're going to have no fucking idea what we're going to do because we're going to have no fucking idea what we're going to do. And we're going to win lots of games, right? Um, and the advantage that Collingwood would have is they're also really strong defensively. So if they do turn it over, they've got the back line who can handle that sort of um, sudden pressure. So, yeah, improve our ball of movement. And maybe Lenny will help. I assume Lenny's going to be a midfield coach. I assume. Um, actually don't know exactly what role they announced he's going to have. It's just assistant coach. But I assume it's going to be midfield. So maybe he can help with that. Don't know. Um, but yeah, that's that's just about all the thoughts I have for St Kilda this year. Um, it, it is not a total disaster of a year. Lots of positives that will be paying off next year. So Windhager, Wanganin Balira and Owens are all going to be brilliant moving forward. Hayes, when he comes back, hopefully he's going to be fantastic. Wood and McKenzie on the two wings, fantastic. Hopefully Ben Long stays and continues the form he had in the last few weeks of the year. Fantastic. If if Rats can get a little bit creative, if we can get um, Max's sort of head right, when he's having shots at goal, when he's under a bit of pressure, if he can have a bit of help in that department, he could go from 50 goals to 60 or 65 goals pretty easily, I think. Um, like he's had, he would have had 100 shots at goal. This year, I haven't actually looked, but he would have had 100. So hopefully that can happen. We are, we are very close. A lot. I'm seeing a lot of Saints fans on Facebook and shit, fucking panic stations. They're like, right, trade out steel, get five draft picks. We've got to restart, get rid of rats, get him out of here. And, and they might be right, but I think that's a little bit extreme. I think we are very close. I think we're very close to being a really good team. And you got to remember we had a rough draw. Got to keep that in mind. Anyway, that will do for this one, guys. I hope you really, really enjoyed it. I fucking loved it. I, I, I love doing these big podcasts. St. Kilda is obviously the thing I know a lot more about than I do anything else uh, in football. So they are my favorite thing to just go on and on and on about. So I hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, and I hope, we're, I hope you're as excited for the finals as I am. Because if it's anything like the season we've just had, 
It's going to be fucking amazing. Uh, remember to like and subscribe to the podcast. Leave comments, leave reviews, share it around, tell your friends. Um, if you have any ideas about St Kilda's list management, send me a message. I, I love. I posted a thing. I posted the Brad Hill, Ben Mackay idea on Instagram, and it had the most responses in terms of likes and comments that any post I've ever done has ever had by a fucking eternity. Excuse me. It had like 200 likes, which is a lot more than like 50 more than my next best has ever had. And it ended up with 60-something comments, which, again, is a lot for me. And it's all people being like, you're a fucking idiot. What have you been smoking? This is ridiculous. And then some people going, gee, I didn't know Dougal Howard was two metres tall. I thought he was shorter than that. Oh, maybe not. Maybe not Mackay. Maybe we can go and get Zerha. You know, like some people actually like sort of contributing half-decent thoughts and others just being like, you're a fuckwit. <laughs> and I fucking love it all. I love it to pieces. If you took part in that uh, discussion, I guess we'll call it. I appreciate you regardless of what you said, i got to say. All right, that's it for this one, guys. I'll catch you next time.